Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today's Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. Okay, we've got about 20 minutes to go on trading today. It's 3.40 Eastern Time. Markets are down slightly, but down at from record levels. Overall, things are looking good. All right, so what do we got going on today? The big news is General Electric announced it's splitting into three companies. We'll talk about that. Uh, Tesla shares are down again today. They've been down around 15% just the last few days. Uh, let's see, Biden administration announced they're going to be spending $4 billion to upgrade our reports. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Federal Reserve says household debts at a record at record levels. Uh, Disney announced the uh, next movie, uh, next Star Wars movie, has now been delayed, perhaps indefinitely. And today, I'm going to provide an explanation I've been promising for a while now of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. All right, General Electric (GE). This is the company founded by Thomas Edison in 1884, and they were known as the bluest of the blue chips. We call high-quality companies blue chips for the blue chips in poker. All right, so I, I know GE fairly well. When I worked for the New York Stock Exchange, this was one of the stocks I was responsible for for a while on the trading floor uh, to maintain an orderly market, keep it from gyrating all over the place. Our, our position was called floor specialist. And I had a direct line to Jack Welch, actually, the chairman of General Electric. All right, so in a nutshell, GE was one of the big success stories of the 1980s. Uh, what the company was doing, what Jack Welch was doing, uh, the company was borrowing money and buying other companies. And it was working well for them. At one point, General Electric, uh, they, they, they did medical equipment, which they still do today. They were involved in uh, aviation, engines, and so forth. Uh, obviously, light bulbs, consumer products. They made toasters and everything else. Uh, but they also uh, owned NBC Television. They also owned Universal Studios. Uh, they, they had a lot of things. But then, what happened in the 1990s? That, that borrowing and buying wasn't working as well anymore. The purchases they were making just were not panning out. And previous purchases they had made uh, were just not returning to numbers it once did. And General Electric began to get crushed by its debt. Uh, I do remember at one point I had calculated they were paying more than a million dollars an hour in interest. So GE eventually had to sell off a lot of their divisions to try to pay their debt down. And for the last 20 years, this has been an underperforming stock for most of the 2000s. Well, they announced today they are splitting into three separate companies. They're going to be one division will be in aviation. One division will be healthcare, and one division will be energy. And the markets seem to like this uh, right now. GE stock, I think it was up around 2.5%. Uh, their symbol is GE for General Electric. Uh, yeah, up 2.9%. So uh, they are, market seems to like this. All right, so we have that news. Uh, let's go over to Disney for a minute. Uh, Disney announced today, I don't know if they announced it, but yeah, they did. They, they took it off their schedule. 
All right, the next Star Wars movie, you know, for the theaters. Uh, let's see, Rogue Squadron. It was scheduled for release on December 22nd, 2023. Directed by Patty Jenkins. She did the Wonder Woman movies. Uh, it looks like it's been taken off the schedule now. They said due to conflicts in her schedule, but there was no other release date given. Uh, Disney's main focus with Star Wars now seems to be obviously Disney Plus, the streaming service, where they've had Mandalorian has been to be on massive success. There's more uh, Star Wars shows coming. So that seems to be the emphasis versus um, the theaters. And, you know, a lot of fans are not that bothered by that. You know, as the fans point out, well, look, you know, if we get, you know, six, nine, ten episodes at 30, 50 minutes a pop, that's like equal to two or three movies. So uh, anyway, all right, so we'll see what's going on there. But Star Wars is doing well for Disney. It just seems to be more Disney+. Plus. Interesting thing, though, about Star Wars versus Star Trek fans, I happen to like them both, but they can be very passionate. And they argue back and forth, which is better, Star Wars versus Star Trek. Well, one thing Star Trek fans fire at the Star Wars fans that they have trouble responding to, they say, well, at least we don't hate half our movies. So anyway, I guess there's some truth to that. All right, so we got that uh, going on. But I noticed quite a few uh, series coming to Disney Plus soon with uh, Star Wars. All right, uh, Tesla, uh, T-S-L-A is their symbol. Um, they've had a massively big run-up, Tesla. And uh, what's happened, though, the stock has been down, I believe, about 15% uh, just over the last few days. And it, I think it's down around 12% right now, partly Elon Musk indicating he's selling 10% of his shares. And there seems to be all these different reasons as to why. So what we may be seeing is just simple profit-taking from some investors. You know, they made your profits, and now time to pull money off the market. But also those comments about selling 10% of shares with various reasons being given. Stock is down 12.2% right at the moment. All right. So we got that going on. Um, the Biden administration announced that they are spending, as part of the new infrastructure spending package, $4 billion to upgrade our ports. All right. Ports are critical to the United States. Um, we have built a lot of our wealth as a trading nation. And uh, basically, in order to bring things in from overseas, you need harbors, uh, as, as opposed to bringing things up on a beach. I mean, think of a shipload of automobiles coming from Japan and they try to wedge it up on a beach like here in Florida and drive the cars off, that, that's a mess. What you need is a harbor. A harbor is when you have a piece of land that suddenly drops down into the water so a ship can just pull up alongside. But you also need another piece of land blocking the waves, if not the ships rocking up and down with the waves. Well, there's only a few places on Earth that have natural harbors. And virtually every natural harbor on Earth has a major city built there. They're not, those cities are not there by ran, for random reasons. It's because of a harbor. Uh, London, England is a harbor. Paris, France, Tokyo, Sydney, Australia. I mean, I go on and on. The United States has lots of harbors, and that's where we have ports. Well, apparently they're getting older. There's a lot of backlog on our ports. Apparently the issue seems to be the inspection facilities is a big part of it. So there's a big push to upgrade our ports. Uh, another day, I will talk about why the United States has the you know has the world's largest economy. We we have only three percent of the world's population. We produce twenty five percent of the world's economic output. 
Uh, some of you might say, well, I see numbers say China's is bigger. No, it has to do with international currency exchange, the way that's counted. U.S. is actually still quite a bit bigger. But anyway, uh, I'll talk about that another day. Uh, you know, why, does the, why is the United States economy so big? We're not the world's largest country. We don't have the most people, and yet we have the world's largest economy. The United States has certain advantages no other country on earth has or has the ability to acquire. One's our, one's our ports, our harbors. Another's our river system. Our violent weather refertilizes our soil, natural resources. The fact we're the only major nation on earth with major gigantic coast on both the Pacific and the Atlantic Ocean. So um, I'll talk about that stuff another day. How the United States was settled uh, that has to do partly with it. So, but that'll be for another day. All right. But anyway, we got that about the ports. Uh, let's see what else did we have. All right. Federal Reserve central banking system announced that the Americans are now at fifteen point two trillion dollars in debt. That is record levels. That's uh, partly why our economy has been booming. People are borrowing and spending. So we'll have to see. I'll talk about that on an entire another lesson. Part of the reason people are spending so much is, you know, higher wages across the board for a lot of people. Uh, some people, you know, have been spending, still have that COVID money, those checks people got, uh, low interest rates. Now, the thing here, and then again, I'll do an entire lesson on this coming up. Basically, what you got to be careful of, in a free market economy, why do we have upwards and downwards periods, periods of growth and period of recession? Here it is in a nutshell. In good times, people overspend and borrow. In bad times, they underspend to pay down their debt. So we'll have to see what happens there. All right, so we got that news. Again, that's something to cover in more detail another day. Our last thing today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. I've been mentioning for a while. I'm going to explain what it is. So here's what it is. If you go back to the 1880s, the United States was becoming a heavily industrialized country. There were these two newspaper people, Charles Dow and Edward Jones. They wondered if there might be a market for a newspaper that just reported financial news. See, back then, each of the daily newspapers had a financial section, like today they have sports sections. Well, they, they decided to give it a try, and their paper that they called the Wall Street Journal was a massive success. Move forward to 1896. We, we know how to measure how individual stocks are doing. You know, I've covered that on previous lessons. I'll cover it again on a future lesson, how to read stock prices. But we compare a stock's current trading price to the last trade the previous trading day. See if it's up or down. Well, what about the overall market? It was actually Jones, Edward Jones. His proposal was this. Basically, what were the biggest companies in the United States? It's the year's 1896 now. It was industrial companies. He proposed to take the 12, 12 of the biggest industrial companies in the United States, add up their price, and divide by 12. Easy enough. And you know what? It was, well, it was industrial companies. Their names are Dow and Jones. It was an average. It's the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Well, it was a big hit with investors because it was easy to understand. And so what happened is, um, you know, it was a success from day one, but what they found, 12 stocks weren't enough. So they raised it to 20. And then maybe about, I guess about 100 years ago, they raised it to 30. So we've still had, we've had 30 stocks, I think since 1928. 
and they're sometimes called the Dow 30. Well, I'll quickly run down the list of what are the, the companies in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, because here's why. Dow Jones has a committee. They change the components on occasion to better reflect the U.S. economy. So today, very few of them are actually industrial companies. Uh, here are the current 30 stocks that make up the Dow Jones Industrial Average, uh, more or less alphabetical order. American Express, Amgen, they're a biotechnology company, Apple, Boeing, you know, airplanes, Caterpillar, construction equipment, Cisco, CISCO, that's Cisco, not the SYSCO, whatever, that, the, the computer company. Chevron, gas stations, Goldman Sachs, brokerage firm, Home Depot, Honeywell Computers, IBM, Intel, computer chips, Johnson & Johnson, you know, they make Band-Aids, diapers and stuff, Coca-Cola, JP Morgan Chase, McDonald's, Golden Arches McDonald's, 3M, Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing, as original name, they make post-it notes, scotch tape, Merck, drug company, Microsoft, Nike, Procter & Gamble, they make Tide detergent and so forth, consumer products company, Travelers uh, Insurance, United Healthcare, Salesforce, you know, business software, Verizon, Visa, Walgreens, Walmart, Disney, and Dow Chemical. All right. Uh, if you look, though, at a list, you can just Google DJIA, Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, Components. You, you'll see these stock prices range from about $50 a share up to about $400 a share. And yet, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, if you look at its number, it's sitting at a level of 36284 So what is that? It has to do partly with stock splits. If you have a company at $160 a share, 160, and does a four for one stock split to make the stock more affordable to new investors, instead of having one share at 160, you have four shares at 40, so you don't make or lose on the split. But if there was not a mathematical adjustment made to the Dow Jones Industrial Average, if it was one of those 30 stocks, it would indicate a company just lost three quarters of its value. So they basically, uh, Dow Jones Company makes mathematical adjustments to keep the average consistent for stock splits. Also, when they replace companies, when one company is replaced with another, if they're, uh, you know, to better reflect the U.S. economy, if they're taking a $30 stock out and putting a $90 stock in, they got to make more mathematical adjustments to make it work. So basically, what the 36,284 number is, that would be the average price of the original components of the Dow Jones Industrial Average if they had never done a stock split. So uh, that's in a brief nutshell what the Dow Jones Industrial Average is. Now, I will talk about that more on some upcoming lessons. I'll tell you what those original 12 companies uh, are, whatever happened to them. Some of them are still around. Um, and I also want to talk about a trading strategy called Dogs of the Dow that you know seems to have some success over, over the decades. So we'll talk about that, Dogs of the Dow. Uh, and then I'll move on to the Standard & Poor's 500, S&P 500, explain what that is, NASDAQ Composite, and other stock market uh, indices in general. Indices is the plural of index. Oh, one last thing. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is the second oldest of the stock market index um, indices. Uh, it actually, the oldest is actually the Dow Jones Transportation Average from 1884, known as Transports. But again, I'll talk about that another day. All right, so hope this stuff is helping. Uh, I think we'll wrap it up for today. Bill Thompson, T-Bell. Hope everyone has a great day. Take care. See ya.